that's terribly unprofessional of me. It caught me totally by surprise. Excellent well, you know, uh, that's 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 my brand of humor. And the home of the Welcome to episode 36 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Oh, I am officially happy that it is officially the Christmas season. Uh, I know I've talked in the past about how celebrating prematurely bothers me. It is no longer premature. My wife can attest on Thanksgiving when Santa came at the end of the parade, I was... I was bouncing and I was saying, it's Santa, it's Santa, hi Santa. And she looked at me very strangely indeed for a 36-year-old man, but I was happy and uh, here we are. How are you, James? I'm playing hurt tonight, but uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. But speaking of the Christmas spirit, mm. uh, I'm 38 and I was jumping up and down being excited seeing Santa Claus too. So I think we're in the right here. All right. I well, thank so. you. <laughs> Thank you for that affirmation, James. Because as the Christmas song says, it's from kids from 1 to 92. So we mm-hmm. have a few years left, I hope. <laughs> I would certainly <laughs> hope so. And I also appreciate you hockeying up and, and playing Hurt here uh, on the podcast. Well, yeah, man, I can't let you down. So, uh, but I'm You sure never do. Much appreciated, nor do you. But uh, I'm sure people would probably want to hear uh, Julia take over. But uh, in the interim, she's going to have to take me out for that. So. Sadly, she is asleep and <laughs> oh, okay. should remain so until, well, she should remain so until 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. But realistically, hopefully at least five. Okay. Wow. <laughs> God bless. But yeah, yeah. just uh, fighting a little sinus infection, which I think I had one back in May, too. But, oh, no. Uh, yeah, well, well, I'm on medication, so if I'm a bit loopy or wacko, I apologize. I understand. And, well, more so than normal, let's just say. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> That's all right. You if you're a little friends? wacky or loopy, it'll just make the podcast that much more entertaining. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, But thanks for asking, and I apologize for the long-winded answer. But uh, besides being in a Christmassy spirit, how are you doing? I am well, and, and that's not to say that we do not already have an entertaining podcast lined up for you, because in fact we do. And uh, you know what? Uh, Rather than just talk about how we are all night, why don't we get right into it? So uh, we might as well start in the traditional manner. You know, Christmas is a very traditional season. So let us observe our tradition of opening up with the starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, I am your American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my, uh, my, my... I'm trying to think of a word that will describe you as sticking with it, even though you're not at 100%. Can I just introduce myself? Yeah, okay. And the guy that I talk to on this show. (laughs) On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and back with us again this week. Robert Meehan, number 73, winger for Top Shelf. Jason Shire, number 24, winger for Top Shelf. 
Gentlemen, it is a pleasure, a true, sincere pleasure to have you back on the podcast. And I would love to get right back into part two of our interview with you guys. And if you can hold that thought for just one second, I am going to ask James, this James right here, if you would be so very kind as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast tonight. Would be happy to. Mofo interview part B. Jason and Rob are back with some more very interesting facts and perks to finish up our conversation about the great deck hockey league, Mofo. Take notes if you like. The NHL's newest golden boy. Back in Hit the Deck 29, the American Rhino and I shared a hockey news article about what owner Bill Foley was going to name his new franchise. Well, on November 22nd, Mr. Foley officially introduced the Vegas Golden Knights to the world. Gary and I weigh in on what we think about the Golden Knights name and colors, plus we want to hear your thoughts too. And what do we play for? The LIQ just went through a very long drought of not playing. Thanks a lot, Mother Nature. But we finally got back out there the first two Saturdays of November and Thanksgiving weekend. We were all a bit rusty during our first three games after not playing in two months. However, I played like I was a Model T left out to rot in someone's forgotten field and owe my teammates an apology for their November 5th contests. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. And thank you, gentlemen, for holding on. Now, uh, we would so very much like to jump right back into that conversation. So, in case you missed it last week, previously on the Hit the Deck podcast. And we have two very special guests tonight, Jason and Rob from the Deck Hockey League MoFo, their team being top shelf. What makes it most awesome is the rink itself is pretty great. What makes it special for me is, you know, you win together, you lose together, you drink beers together afterwards. We were very impressed by the play and the camaraderie. I like that it's professionally run, though. You feel like they got your back or whatever. Somebody gets too aggressive, they're going to call a penalty. There's a bike polo group that plays there, if anyone's in the bike polo. I didn't know that was a sport. Why don't we just do a long 20-game season, single elimination playoffs? My dad slept with his mom. Your dad isn't JT's biological father. You know, I, I find everybody wants to play a lot, but after the first period, everyone needs their rest. <laughs> so, no one is as sensitive to climate change as the goaltender in, in a hockey league is. And now, the conclusion. So, yeah, so as you guys were saying, too, that games are mainly played on Saturdays. And I was just looking on the website that there seem to be few Sunday through Wednesday night games. Are they scheduled, part of your schedule, or are they makeup games? No, we have uh, the, the Tuesday-Wednesday night games in, in the spring and summer. They're scheduled league games as part of the, the regular schedule with the Saturday afternoon games. Okay. Uh, what happens with the Sunday mornings, we'll tend to add that to the schedule later in the year if we need to have extra sort of makeup games or when it starts getting too dark to have that weeknight game. Right. Like late in August and September, so they'll pick up and they'll put the Sunday morning game in. The reason why we don't play more games on Sunday through the afternoon is there's another league called BTSH, and they have their league that runs a sort of similar 20-game schedule through the spring and summer, and that ends in the fall. And they play Sunday afternoons, and there's many of the players in that league play in MAFO as well. So there's always that conflict of can't play both places at once because it's in two different areas. So teams tend to defer to one league over the other. And, you know, you don't want to have both league games scheduled the same day if they can help it. So sure. we try and, and that's another way the league tries to accommodate people uh, and teams as best they can. 
while still trying to keep and adhere to a structured schedule of some sort. So it's not just uh, craziness and you don't know when you're playing. So is that, sorry, is that rink pretty much booked all day on Saturday? Yeah, it's booked. There's a long, long time pickup street hockey league called uh, 2BHL, Mm -hmm. the Two Bridges Hockey League. Oh, cool. And the organizer there uh, has been doing it for a long time. Great guy. His name's Andrew. If you're looking up on Yahoo Groups, 2BHL, you'll find the Street Hockey League. Send an email to him. It's invite only. So each Wednesday, he'll send an email out saying who wants to play this week. The first 20 people to respond and say, hey, they're coming. can play. If he gets up to 30 people, he'll set up two games, early game and late game. And their scrimmage runs from about 10 o'clock in the morning to 1 p.m. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But you can see just one thing to kind of kick in and interject that one thing, yeah. I guess, is dependent on the city on. But you can see it's uh, it's quite booked. It's a, it's a great rank. You know, it's really built, real, you know, hardcore for hockey. If Manhattan saw fit if within their parks department budget to add a single additional hockey rink, a deck hockey rink, just the same as Mafo, maybe a different, obviously a different area of the city. I don't think anybody would complain because I like, you know, our league since I joined, I mean, it's basically doubled in size. It hasn't been that long, like five years or whatever it is. It's not that long of a time. I mean, there's clearly a demand out there. I think every single person from Canada who comes to um, New York uh, is always looking for a place to play. So, um, yeah, I don't know who's getting this podcast, but my plea to the parks department, see fit to had another rink. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good to us. With Mayor De Blasio, yeah, we could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we also have a lot of people too that in in, in this league, like myself and uh, a number of other people, we 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 have started to have a conversation amongst ourselves about you know what can we do to try and make the city aware of what we need, not just elsewhere, but also just down here at this rink. I mean, it, it's been here a while. It can use some updating. You know, while it's a great place to play right now. A few spots on the boards are damaged. It would be great if we could get, you know, a new set of boards. Some people want to repave. I'm like, whatever we can do. And some of us were even willing to donate our own money and our own time sure. to try and make this happen. It's been a little bit of a process as we try and learn and educate ourselves in terms of figuring out who to talk to and how to kind of get started. I think just getting it, once we get it started, I think it's going to snowball and it'll go really well. And it's Jason's point. Yeah, it would be great to have another place to add. I mean, look at how many soccer, yeah. softball, multi-purpose, also basketball courts, tennis sure, courts, yeah. everything else. Yet we have two, three hockey rinks, maybe. I mean, because one's all the way up on 145th Street. Mm-hmm. There's one on 96 and 1st. And there's our facility downtown in Two Bridges. Yeah. And so there you, you, go. You, you go out to the outer boroughs and start going really far. But I think just in terms of Manhattan, I know it's a small island and property is really valuable. And the <laughs> Parks Department doesn't have tons of it but i mean we're, we're going to be losing a facility on 42nd street and first avenue which is just an open paved rink hmm. with fence no boards or anything but yeah, they yeah. did paint hockey lines on it oh, yeah and there's a roller group that was using it and the parks department gave up the land to the un and the un's going to be building a building there in exchange for having a sliver of land behind the un for a bike trail which hey the, the bike trail and that's great because the east river really lacks any kind of running, walking sure. path in that area. But the idea that we we're going to be losing such a large parcel um, and losing yet another place to play hockey. We were playing our, our Thursday night summer pickup group plays there, which I organized with another gentleman who plays in the Moffa League. And we just have always 
wanted to play on Thursday nights. Just no league, no real organization, just a Yahoo group. Hey, join the group, they are coming, and that's it. We've had to buy permits recently because of the demand mm-hmm. facility space, and, I, and I've just donated the permit time. You know, it was a couple hundred bucks, and you know, I'm in real estate, so and, and I've appreciated how much I've benefited from the hockey community of teammates and everyone. I've actually ended up getting a bunch of clients through playing yeah. hockey. Nice. Doing all this. So I just looked at it like, hey, listen, it's like 250 bucks for the summer. I'd rather just pay this rather than ask everyone for two or three bucks uh, You know, every time we come out until I get paid back. I just look at it like it's a way to give back to everybody, um, all the great people I've met. And Very had cool, yeah. Yeah, to really benefit, and I'm hoping that you know myself and a few other dedicated folks can step up as we as we move along to help out the rink down there and potentially help out hockey in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's uh, Gary and I have, have seen that firsthand too, and Jason, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's that hockey. It seems to be a little fraternity or sorority for some reason, where uh, people in America usually treat it like maybe a third, fourth sport, whatever the case is. It's obviously the NFL, NBA, and MLB, uh, even NASCAR to a certain extent, or like we said, soccer too has made a big inroads in this country. But for example, how we came up with our own league was for that reason. There aren't many rinks around here, and the few that are, it's hard to get playing time, whatever the case is. And yeah, there's plenty of basketball courts and stuff. And I remember growing up, we were chased off of the basketball courts because we didn't have a place to play hockey on. So like Jason, is that one of the reasons why you uh, looked for MAFO itself? Or did you kind of know it in the neighborhood and joined it that way or just out of frustration? No, yeah, I, I tell you, I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were always like hockey nerds. He's a Flyers fan. I'm a Rangers fan. And oh, so... Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how we stayed friends. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we were talking about it one time. We were just kind of like randomly. I am in one day. Like, yeah, let's, I wonder if there's like a hockey league somewhere we could play in or whatever. Like, I don't think like this. Oh, let's check. We started googling it, and it kind of popped up. And I'm like, ah, this looks kind of cool, dude. Let's let's do it. And um, he was all kind of tentative. I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's, Come on, let's let's do it. So we did it. We went down there, and now they're having a scrimmage, or I don't even know. And then, um, yeah, before I knew it, I was on a team with Rob, and yeah, I mean, that was it. But it was—I don't even know that I sorted out Mafo specifically. It was I wanted to play hockey. I thought it would be really, really, really cool if I could play hockey. And Mafo, even then, even though it was half the size it is now, was definitely pretty prominent and i was like and i started sending emails they're like oh and i'm like are there like boards and stuff and i'm like yeah and i freaked out i thought it was the neatest thing ever and then <laughs> here i am still playing hockey and uh begging my wife to uh be able to go play the game instead of putting my kid down for a nap so uh, <laughs> she's probably losing her patience with me right now because i think i, I gotta eat dinner but <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll wrap yeah. up soon so yeah we'll uh for your sake <laughs> so uh but in any case yes no that's how i found it it was really and it was just i wanted to do it and then i didn't even know from a composite stick to an abs blade to a wood stick or whatever yeah yeah sure i think i almost fell over running the first time i did it because i hadn't ran in like 10 years or something like that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean (laughs) rob will probably vouch for that last part (laughs) 
I um, actually uh, I played softball for the first time in many years. Labor Day, I think, uh, Labor Day weekend, and I I the first time I had an at bat, I hit the ball and I fell down running to first base. So I, I yeah. sympathize. Yeah, dude, hitting thirty is a weird thing, man. It does things to your body. Hitting thirty five is an even weirder thing. <laughs> yeah. So I do yoga now solely so I don't get injured in this league. It oh. works, by the way. Nice. So and my wife mocks me and laughs at me because I used to be so skeptical about it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, touching your toes saves my butt. There you but, go, great. So all my dogs bark and I go. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's my story. All right. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah, as as Rob touched on before, what are the league fees in Mafo, and is it something that's again depending on how many guys or girls you have on a roster, or is it just by team? Well, they charge by team, and the the team fee depends on the length of the season. Okay. Okay. So when they had a ten game season versus a twenty game season, it was drastically different. This okay. most recent season was the twenty game season. We paid about twenty four hundred for the team. Now we've had 20 plus guys on the roster, but one of the things we also were fortunate enough to have is a local bar called Fish Market. Mm-hmm. You're the man, Rob. That's Sponsor right. Us. This is a plug. And <laughs> Jeff Lim, the owner, and his mom are the most fantastic people you'll ever find. We have the, the best time there. They really take good care of us. His mom cooks some great food. They're really close to the rink. They're just down in the seaport, just a little five-minute stroll from the rink down there. Low-key, lots of fun, super supportive of hockey, supportive of not just our team, but the league in general. Any team that goes there and hangs out, has a good time, spends some money, he'll support you. Yeah, he'll take care of you. It's great. Really it's a great guy, and you know we're, we're very fortunate. We actually have our shirts that have his bar name on our shirts as well. Oh, as nice. our cool logo designed by one of our one of our teammates, Joseph Weisgold, great designer. If we need his help with anything, <laughs> check him out. Sorry, this is the, the show part of the, the show. No, that's where okay. I plug, where I plug everybody, but it's uh, the, um, yeah, he's he's awesome. He'll, he'll wear our shirts around his bar. That's how much he likes us and, and, and how much of a good time we have there. But it's not just us. There's a bunch of other teams, and it's really cool to go there after a game, play it against the other team, win or lose, just go there, have – Beers, good food, free shots of Jameson. Oh boy, uh, this is yeah. right. Go, uh, <laughs> all right. Go, go crazy. It's uh, it is really the best, and that's uh, one of the reasons I really like uh, playing and sticking around. Not just for great hockey, but just to have a good time afterwards. All right, you heard it here first. If you're in Lower Manhattan and you're looking for a drink, go to the fish market. They'll treat you right. <laughs> Anything you wanted to add on to that, uh, Jason, or is uh, that? I mean, pretty much the only thing I'll say is I'll tell my, like, I was there one time. My wife and her friend finally came there one time, I think. And because, uh, you know, I was like going on about it. She's like, what do you guys do there? And then, like, she finally came there one time and whatever. She met Jeff, she met mom. And she's like, afterwards, we're talking. She's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> she's like, I get why you guys love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those places, it's one of those bars where anything and everything could kind of, all and like good fun can happen. So definitely, yeah. Like we we wouldn't even consider going anywhere else. That place rules. Excellent. So, yeah. So uh, just the last question for the night, as you guys touched on before, uh, Jason and Rob, that um, the rink was already there. I was just curious: was it 
Mafoud kind of took over the rink there, or is it just something that you need city permits for? And like you said, you have to share it with other leagues and that uh, bike yeah, polo it, thingy. Yeah, the the rink is open to the public, so even even the locals will just have their their kids run around and play on it when it's not being used. As far as hockey and everything, yeah, most of the time now because of the demand and the popularity, there is a lot of permit play and, and to go down there and have a game highly likely especially on the weekends you'll need to have a permit because the permit holders have priority mm-hmm. over if you just try and walk in and start playing and having a game sure, uh, sure. but you know it, it, it is open it's not a locked facility where they unlock it only when you show up with your permit kind of thing it's open anyone can go out you want to practice want to play you know just have to see the course to when the permit games show up like uh, like we do almost all day from Saturday from about 10 to 6 during the summer, it's fully sure. used. So. This may be a silly question, but do the Nets live in the rink or does somebody have to bring Nets? No, the Nets, different leagues have their own set of Nets and they take them off the rink and lock them up. So that's the other thing. If you're just uh, if you're just looking to go down there and just sort of shoot around and play, there wouldn't be any Nets just sitting on the rink. They're all locked up and you know, for use because they're bought by the rink. The city doesn't provide the nets. Okay. One of the little, little quirky things about there that, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think if this, I think if they just left random nets there, unfortunately, it probably wouldn't be there much long. I wonder yeah. what the uh, the bike polo people use. Uh, they had, I, they had some of their own, like sort of makeshift, kind of like a small soccer goal type thing. They don't, they, I don't think they use the hockey goals. Interesting. Um, yeah, they had something else because. But they're riding their bikes into it and stuff. I think they look for something a little, a little different. But sure, <laughs> uh, right. yeah, I was. I've I've not been fortunate enough to actually watch one of those matches. Uh, I think they play quite early. Mostly, they played on Sundays or something because I know they don't play on because we're fully permitted on Saturday. I think they have something Sunday morning occasionally, and not not regulars down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of these days, I'll, I'll I'll be up early enough and down there. To, to see them, I'm sure, one of these days. You got us curious, too. Maybe we'll yeah. join you. I assume that's BYOB. Bring your own bike. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully bring your own booze, because I'm going to be needing uh, some of them. <laughs> Don't drink and drive <laughs> when you're playing Perish. bike polo. It's a, contain, it's a contained environment. I'm not on the road. <laughs> <laughs> just to wrap things up, guys, and again, we appreciate you taking the time out to join us tonight. Gary and I also appreciate Mafo's emphasis on being a fun, violence-free league. It's really a great league made up of like-minded, deck hockey-loving people, friendly guys and girls of all ages and talent level, which I hope that Jason and Rob portray that and share that with you out there if you're looking to join the league or just curious about it. It's really hockey competition on its best behavior. I like to put it. So, uh, Jason and Rob, if you wouldn't mind, tell our listeners the ways to contact Mafo or uh, find out more about the league through the website, Facebook, and Twitter, and so on, please. Yeah, the best best way to contact the league would be to go to the website, mafohockey.org. And uh, on the website, there is a tab where you can click to register. You can sign up as a free agent, but also there's all the information you need to know about the league, waiver form, you know, registration, everything like that, just to you know, sign up, said you read all the rules and you're going to obey the rules kind of thing. And that, right. um, And just to clarify, and, MAFO is M-O-F-O. Yes. Yep. M-O-F-O-Hockey.org. Uh, we'll get you there. We'll get you all the details. Uh, Hector, the league manager, will uh, keep you posted. You can sign up 
for the league's uh, Twitter feed, Facebook, and everything like that. And he always sends out messages for free agent scrimmages or uh, passes around to the captains, uh, names of folks that are looking to join a team, keeps us posted of a, the new talent that's uh, out there looking to come in and have a good time. So yeah, like Jason, you said you just did a Google search for it and then came across it. So that's it. I Google yeah. searched, I think deck hockey or street hockey in New York or something, and I found it. So yeah, you just go to the website. It's, it's easy peasy. Like whenever anybody's curious, it's, that's what I do. And then um, yeah, I mean from there you can do it, and they'll usually have you sign like a little piece of paper. But yeah. Do you need so, to have your own team, or can you join as uh, a team as a free agent? Both, either one. Yeah, free, free agent, you know, there's no problem. Um, there's a whole list of the goalie play out. You know, we're always looking for goalies. Never enough of those, it seems like. Sure. Because, um, like you said, you don't want to wear the pads all the time in the 100-degree heat. But uh, don't want to. we love you for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, or, or hey, if you, if you have a, a group of guys that you play with all the time as a team, yeah, get on there and, and let Hector know and uh, bring you down and uh, – but at least this winter, we'll be having to scrimmage against you. I know our teams, but we were always looking to play mm-hmm. different groups. We had a bunch of guys up from in Westchester come down and play. Oh, very cool. Time. Yeah, so a little uh, way game roadie for them. Uh, that was a that was a fun thing uh, a bunch of months ago nice. uh, that we did. Excellent. All right, boys, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time and uh, very informative. And I uh, hope to see you out there soon. And good luck with your seasons as well. So thanks for joining us. And go to the fish right. market. Having us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go Rangers. Yes, That's right. right. Going, guys? Thanks, guys. Thanks. And thank you again. It's been said many times. But thank you one last time to Jason and Rob from Mafo for coming on Hit the Deck and uh, just hanging out with us and telling us a bit about their team top shelf and, and the league in general. And uh, fish market. Drink there. I don't drink personally, but if I did, I would totally drink at the fish market. Uh, anyway, um, some, some, (laughs) something that I think has driven some people to drink is the latest announcement, uh, out of the NHL in case you were living under a rock and missed it. The NHL finally announced the newest franchise that will be hitting the league in 2017. That's not this season, obviously, because... We're already playing this season. That is next season. And so we're going to talk about what team you can look forward to taking one of your players from your favorite team. James? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. The expansion draft. Uh, mm-hmm. That brings up some some really bad memories for us Ranger fans, too. Uh, we love Mike Richter, and I think everybody knows that on this podcast by now, but we lost the Rangers being we lost John Van Beesbrook with the expansion draft of the Florida Panthers way back when. So, mm. right. Uh, hopefully we don't lose any other blue chippers, but it kind of worked out for the best for both players in the long run. But like you said, it is official. The Vegas Golden Knights. That yes. is the team in Las Vegas. It's Vegas. It's not Las Vegas Golden Knights. It's just Vegas Golden Knights, by the way. Now, lots of people have criticized the name. The Golden Knights, which I also think is a little silly, truth be told. The consensus seems to be eventually they will just be the Vegas Knights, and I'm okay with that. I know our very own Brad suggested that the franchise should have been the Vegas Desert Knights, which I think would have been a cool name, but they are not. They are the Golden Knights for whatever reason. I guess they decided that gold was associated with maybe slots 
And yeah, I do have an answer for that, but go ahead. That's oh, okay. Good, that's, All right. That's a good. Well, then enough conjecture on my part. What's the official ruling? I like your idea better, actually, than the truth, but uh, I don't know if they thought about it that much. As a matter of fact, uh, I think Desert Knights was one of the possibilities, too, mm -hmm. so uh, they ended up going with Golden. The reason being is that the owner, Bill Foley, is a graduate of the U.S. Army in uh, West Point, uh -huh. so the whole idea with the whole Golden Knights and the colors and the logo is all paying homage to the U.S. Army's athletic teams that compete against other colleges and such, which ah. are known as the Black Knights. And that's where the colors came from, the black and gold. That's where the helmet logo came from and the alternate logo with the swords and the name Knights and the color being before it. So it's all the army intertwined with it just being borrowed and, and uh, used to the new Vegas franchise because Bill Foley – Wanted to definitely incorporate that, too. But I agree with you. I, I like the Knights. I mean, we're both Batman fans, so mm -hmm. how can you sure. not like Dark Knights and such and so on? They probably couldn't get the rights to the Arkham Knights or the Gotham Knights. Oh, that would have been too cool. <laughs> Man. But um, By the way, Arkham Knight, very good game. Oh, cool. Got to check that out. Yeah. So um, Here's an interesting tidbit, just com to completely derail the conversation for a second. I don't sure. remember if I told you this, but I read somewhere that the developers of Arkham Knight, I guess Rocksteady, they said that uh, it's it's on like the current generation consoles, PS1 and or uh, PS4 and Xbox One rather. Uh, they said that the I guess data required for the Batmobile in Arkham Knight, just the Batmobile would have taken up an entire Xbox 360 disc. Huh? Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty, you know, interesting. I'd say so. I'm impressed. So, all right, we've got a really great Batmobile to look forward to. Anyhow, so getting the Golden back Knights, to the... yes. Well, thank you for that explanation. The only other thing I could have come up with is that, uh, you know, uh, prostitution is legal in Las Vegas and some people are into some kinky stuff but uh, I, I, I like your explanation better well good because at least according to research that's the truth so anyway although uh, on a related note one complaint I have heard about the logo is that it resembles a prophylactic oh man uh, I was actually doing research to go into this podcast mm -hmm. uh, did first noticed that, and I thought of Mike Margiotta, our, our own uh, other goalie mm -hmm. in the LIQ uh, extraordinaire, that he's a big Kings fan for people that don't know that out there. Yes. But I did notice in the new Golden Knights logo that they have the crest in the background, the same exact shape as the Kings crest that oh. they use now. But the Army Black Knights had that shield and crest first. Huh. So. Before anybody accuses the Golden Knights of stealing the Kings logo, it's really they're borrowing the Army Black Knights again. That so shield. What so. you're saying is they're both thieves. Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah okay. And, and I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't mess with the Army, but that's just me. So anyhow, I, I meant the Kings and the Knights. Yeah, exactly. Are yes, stealing from yes. the Army. So. I will say that while I personally did not make that comparison to the logo, I actually liked it because uh, I, I particularly liked the V built into the visor for Vegas. 
So, you know, that was my my initial impression. I thought, okay, well, at least there's something cool about it. But, of course, people will always find stuff to complain about. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Let us know. You know, contact us. Email us. Uh, tweet at us at Hit the Deck Pod, Or leave a comment on our Facebook page, Hit the Deck on Facebook. And uh, tell us, what do you think of the Vegas Golden Knights? What do you think of the new logo? Is it silly or awesome or somewhere in between? Yeah, uh, I'd definitely love to hear that too. I like it. I think it's it's cool looking. I really love the colors. And for me, it's all about the jersey. So I'm curious, really curious to see what the jersey is going to look like. I want to see what the home dark jersey is going to be and the away light jersey too. So I think they're on the right track at least. I agree. I'm not thrilled with the golden name in front of it. But overall... I think it's cool, and, and I, I think a lot of people will be buying the shirts and caps and jerseys and things, even if you aren't a Vegas fan. Yeah, you know, based on what you've described as being the inspiration, I'm guessing it's going to be like a black jersey with gold trim and like a gold logo, and I'm th- you know that, that that's fine uh what i'm concerned about is i fear there's going to be a third jersey that's mostly gold and i think that's probably going to look hideous you're, you know, you're probably right that seems to be the case with the third alternate jerseys for some reason at least it's not half as bad as the nfl i don't know what they're doing on thursday night football where they have the two teams playing in just one color and it's not even the real primary color of the yeah. team for example I'm a Jets fan, so last year the Jets played the Bills on a Thursday night game, and the Jets' colors are green and white. Right. So I'm sorry to talk about another sport, but how dare you, sir? Yeah, but so this is the genius of the NFL that the Jets were just in a in an all green jersey from helmet to, well, I think that the helmet was still white, but mm-hmm. uh, basically from head to toe. And it wasn't even the right shade of green; it was more like a neon green. And then the the Bills were in red. So it would have been cool around Christmas time, but uh, the complaints with that, with alternate jerseys and such, is that colorblind people couldn't follow the game. They didn't know which team was which. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember hearing about this. So I hope the NHL doesn't fall for that trap too and heed the American Rhinos' words, don't go for an ugly third jersey, the Las Vegas team. Well, if there's anything that the NHL should have learned after uh, the the Devil's Reign of Terror is that the last thing we need in hockey is the trap. So, uh, you know, don't don't fall for it. Don't do it. Listen to James. (laughs) And the American Rhino. Yeah, him too. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, Mr. American Rhino, what do we play for? Why do we play deck hockey? A question I've asked myself many, many times. (laughs) We did touch upon this a little bit back in Hit the Deck 5 about dealing with winning and losing deck games. Yeah. But as we said before, we went through a very long stretch of not playing because of weather. And Mm -hmm. that was really frustrating, too, because as you've heard in Hit the Deck's past, we were practicing for the Hockey at Rockies tournament. Yeah. Which got rained out. We don't even know if it happened or not, but... no. The LIQ wasn't able to participate, and even our friends from Brooklyn didn't even show up for the uh, tournament as well because, let's just say the communication wasn't great on their end. So instead of braving the weather and then having to go back with nothing to play for, figured let's just play it safe. So we didn't play at all Mm -hmm. LIQ or Rockies tournament for two solid months. 
Right. And then lo and behold, we finally got back out there the first weekend of November. And then again, the weekend after that. And then I wasn't able to participate last weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, but the LIQ did get back out there to play. So obviously we were all very rusty in the November 5th games. And we usually play three games a piece at a given time for a series. Yeah. So like I said, I mean, as rusty as everybody was, I was just, I was like the tin man when they found him in the beginning of the book or the movie, the wizard of Oz, just really horrible and embarrassingly bad. So I just want to apologize to you for the record and, uh, and my teammates as well. But once we got our wheels under us again and got back in the groove, we came back the weekend after that, I believe. And the games were much better. I know I played better, which was really not saying much because you couldn't play much worse than, than I did in, in Hit the Deck, uh, excuse me, in, in the November 5th game. So it was a bit of an improvement. And the level of play was really very tight. It could have gone either way for either games and uh, one goal differences, I believe, for all three of them. Now, the long-winded explanation about that is on the November 5th games, like I said, I played so horribly and, and let down Gary for one and, and our other teammates and didn't even do anything to help score goals or set up plays or anything like that. It was just I should have been benched. Well, you but, play uh, you play defense. So your primary objective isn't to score goals. It's to make sure that the other team doesn't score goals. So OK, at, right. And also to try and at least feed our offensive guys and, and sure, give them a but chance. The point is you so. play high, so you're not, a, you know, you're not a playmaker. You're just a. I'm there. So let's just say that. And uh, and we did win game one. And then the next two games we did not win. And, you know, Gary and I really take losses very personally and, and seriously, even though it's deck hockey and we're all friends and all that stuff. But what are we really playing for? Are we playing for the love of hockey in some way through deck? Or are we playing to win or had that question popping up in our heads afterwards and uh, just curious what what's going through your mind or what was going through your mind at the time too well i mean we're weekend warriors obviously you know we do this i have to think we do this for fun because why else would we do it you know it's we're not getting paid for it but you know there's pride there's a lot of pride there too and and obviously you know you're competitive at least the way we play we often you know, we pretty much play pickup games with our friends. So, you know, it's a friendly game, but it's still a very competitive game. You want to, you want to win. And I, and I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, James, uh, not just that day, but the, the last few times we've played, I'm, I'm really starting to wonder if it might be time to take off the pads. No, because no, I, I, I mean it. I, the, uh, I lost the like you said the November fifth games. I lost two games, and then I lost the next three games the following week. So five in a row. Uh, this past time we played this past weekend, um, I, I eked out a win in the first game uh, against a goalie in Mike who hasn't played in. He hasn't been in goal in about five months. And uh, I, you know, he gave up one more goal than I did. 
and uh, and then an em- we got an empty netter, and then I got embarrassed seven three in the next two games. I got blown out, uh, and I just I, I I wear as it is. I wear knee braces on both knees, and and I still managed to to tweak one of my knees in the first game, and I just I. I I just have to wonder, you know, if I can do this anymore, if I'm becoming a liability to my team. Because, you know, I, I do play for fun, but by the same token, I, I owe it to my team to give them the best chance to win every single game. And I really, it's killing me that, that I'm not stopping the puck when I'm supposed to. And I, I just, I, I it's not fair to them for me to not be stopping the puck because that's my job um again you one of the things that we love about you is your fire and your determination but the one of the things of being a goalie is that you do take it too seriously and personally if we do lose but like we've tried to say in the past is, is at least speaking from a defensive point of view anytime a shot is taken on a goalie that means the defense broke down now is that being unrealistic? To a certain extent, yes. But your uh, primary function as a defenseman is to make sure that the goalie has nothing to worry about at all, that it's a soft shot or something easy. You never want to give up any kind of legitimate scoring chance. Plus, it should be said that the at least for the November 5th games, uh, the other team we played against was, was pretty darn good and – made up of guys like Brad, Brett, Carlos, Mike, and Craig in goal, who made many, many, many fine saves that day, by the way. So it's nothing to be ashamed of when you're outplayed by such good, good players and good people, too, not to mention. But I'm really brokenhearted to hear this. I I want you to get these thoughts out of your head, man, because say it ain't so, Joe. But uh, we all go through slumps, and I think not playing consistently catches up with you either immediately or in the long run. So in this case, I know personally for me, just battling through this uh, sinus infection and things, which I usually get sick that way, just whatever, for whatever, whatever reason, I won't bore people for that. But um, you, you, you're not running around as much as you should. You're not exercising as much as you should and, and things of that nature. Plus, when it gets colder, you're stuck inside more and – it's just the nature of where we live in this part of the world. So, yeah, you have a lot of things going against you, unfortunately, with knees and things. But we admire your tenacity and your gamesmanship. And you're always prepared. I mean, you're, you're paying attention. It's not like you're uh, lollygagging out there or, or you're not uh, playing hard or anything like that. So hopefully it's just maybe a slump. I know personally for me, I need to practice. That That's just where it all boils down to. I have to start stick handling again and, and just shooting and doing whatever. For a future podcast, as a matter of fact, topic, I uh, want to see if I could fix my my shot because a lot of times, and, and November 5th was a perfect example of that, where I didn't do anything to help my team win, but I did help it lose. So I definitely take full responsibility for our losing streak as well is that if you're a defenseman, you at least have to, sure, if you're going to play the blue line, you have to have a good shot and you have to have an accurate shot for two reasons. One, hopefully you try and score. And two, you're keeping the puck in your zone 
and at minimum helping your teammates maybe get a rebound shot or whatever the case is. So when our goalie, you usually being our goalie, doesn't have a chance to catch his breath if the puck is constantly in our zone and if we're being run around too much or if we're just facing great players like Brad and Brett all the time, we're unfortunately one team has to lose. And, and when we're playing against those guys, it's usually us. But I hope you just get to regroup and come back strong and, and get out of that little slump. But well, don't take it personally and don't think that it's you by any means. Well, look, I, I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I apologize to you, the listener, because I, I know I've been uh, pretty heavy handed the last couple of shows. And, and uh, I know that's not what you've come to expect on this podcast and what you're used to. You, you, you come here, I, I would assume, to be entertained. But I just, my, I've just been feeling stuff pretty, pretty raw lately. You know, my my my, uh, my emotions have been pretty close to the surface lately, and I just it's coming out. So, so uh, yeah, no, I, and and James, I I like I said, I appreciate what you're saying, but you on defense. You have a lot of ground to cover, and you're only one of many people who have to cover many people. My job is to patrol a a a, a area of four four by six feet. Okay, that it's it's a small area, and I stay there, and I have to make sure the puck doesn't get past me, and that's my only job. And if the puck does get past me, then I have failed. And it doesn't matter if I'm in there with two broken legs against Wayne Gretzky. If the puck gets past me, I have failed in my job. My job is to stop the puck. My job is not to try my best. It's not to say, ah, oh, they beat me with a great shot. Got to tip my cap to them. And it's definitely not to blame my defense. It is a binary, either I stop it or I don't. And if I don't, then I have let down my team and it is my fault that I have not put my team in its best possible chance to win. And that's, yeah, I, I've, I've faced some, some good players. I, last, uh, the last time we played, I had Brad and Joe and uh, who's their other player? Um, oh, Ron. Brad, and, you know, Brad and Joe are great, but Ron hasn't played in a year. And their goalie was Mike, who, like I said, he he hasn't played goal in five months. And, you know, I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have the Zamboni driver on my team. I had you know, Rob and Igor, who were both great playmakers, great shots. And uh, and John, who, you know, he, he's he's a solid player. So Mike didn't give up seven goals. Uh, I gave up seven goals in consecutive games. I, I just I feel like I have no excuse anymore and and I how many bad games before it's my fault you know I, I I'm not trying to throw myself a pity party here I just I really I, I feel like <sighs> you ask why we play um I play because you know I I want to be the guy who carries my team to victory i want to be that last line of defense and if i can't be that anymore then i feel like i don't belong there i don't belong in the crease and and uh, that's it 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I respectfully disagree. And again, I understand what you're talking about, and that's the mentality you need to have as a goalie. But we win as a team and we lose as a team. And bottom line, if we scored eight goals, we would have won. You just need one more goal in the other team because we do play timed periods and things. We don't just play till seven first or whatever the case is. Which Actually, those games I, that, oh, that last game I played probably should have been eight or nine goals. Frankly, Brad, I stopped. I gave up a rebound and Brad had the puck all alone and I was down and he probably just in a show of good sportsmanship, instead of trying to, to go around me and put a puck in, he just, he uh, cleared it back to his own zone to run out the clock. Well, another point too, which people may not realize is usually when we play, there's uh sun is in your face. And yeah, I mean, we usually, we wear black jerseys for whatever that's worth. Uh, and obviously the goalie has all the gear on and stuff. So even if it's hot, I mean, if, if it's cool outside, the goalie's always sweating a lot more and having the sun beating on you. The other thing, too, you have to worry about are, are uh, shadows, which may sound strange to the outside person listening who doesn't play deck hockey. But as a defenseman and being an older guy, it's kind of hard for me to pick up things when there's a lot of shadows and, and such, especially if there's a, a long shot coming at you. So just keep that in mind, too. You're the type of guy that just automatically goes for the hardest road to, to play through. So any little advantage like that, you don't even give yourself. And I don't even think you realize that. If you're setting up on the side where two times the team is has the sun to their backs and you're staring into the sun and you're dealing with all these shadows and things like that, that you know, that does catch up with you. So just keep that in mind, too. It's not a controlled environment so it's not the same on both sides and that does come back to to bite you in the butt once or twice and i'm not making an excuse there either but that, that's the whole point why we brought up what do we play for because yeah we love deck hockey we enjoy it, it it's fun and this that and the other thing but if you don't win it's kind of a catch-22 because you're not happy and and anything you compete in no matter what if it's the least bit competitive the aim is to play well and to win. It doesn't matter if it's a game of solitaire or whatever. You just, you, you don't want to lose. So just keep that in mind. You know, maybe if you're in a little slump or if it's just in the back of your head, just, just think about that, that if we need to get you back on track and get your confidence back or whatever the case is, then go to the other goal for two games for, for the, the two periods, you know, and see how that goes. So, or if you just, like you said, you want to take a break from playing goal and you want to play defense, which you're a great defenseman too, by, by the way. And I could vouch for you having a very heavy shot being bruised up by trying to block it. Sorry. So, Hey, I, nobody needs to apologize because I'm the fool that tries to jump in the way. So it's my own responsibility and, and fault for that. I, so I was going to say in my defense, but really it's not any kind of defense, but the, the, the simple fact of the matter is I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm uh, even in goal. Uh, stick handling is by far my biggest weakness. So, you know, just if all I'm doing is stick handling, I have no idea where my shot is going. I'm just, you know, that makes two of us. <laughs> I don't know where my shot goes either. So I just kind of close my eyes and hope for the best. But yeah. That's for a future podcast. So uh, anyway, listen, that's what we just wanted to air this out. And anybody listening out there, if you've gone through a slump, especially if you're a goalie, please help out my right hand man, <laughs> the American Rhino. 
and cheer them up and get them back out there and confident and a couple of wins will change all that in a heartbeat. So that's yeah. just the thing. It's, all right. No matter what you're doing, if you're competing in any level, the goal is to win, but it, it's, it's, it's still, you, you got to deal with it. And, and like we said, if we lose, like for the, the second weekend that we played for the November 12th games, uh, there were three really tight games and, and very evenly matched back and forth, really tight. And yeah, we lost those games, but I didn't feel horrible about it because I thought we played well. I thought that we could have or at least we had chances to win, but you know Craig was great in goal as he usually is, and sometimes you just like we said, one team has to win and one team has to lose. So if you can make it an even matchup and and you played your guts out and nobody cheated or nothing goofy happened and or fluky, I can live with that. At least I'm, I'm I have to rationalize that anyway. I'm, I'm used to losing, so it's kind of a thing that I gotta rationalize with, but. Just to give you kind of a a, a microcosm of, of the, the entire experience, the last game we played, I think the second to last goal that got scored, uh, I think it was Joe that it had taken a shot and the the puck, I stopped it and I thought it was between my pads. So I like, I squeezed my pads and I fell over and I wound up face down in the, uh, in the net and... I thought I had it until I heard a ping and felt it fall down onto the back of my mask. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I mean, that, that just that that just sums up this whole thing. I thought I had it, but I really didn't. Well, to make you feel better, and this is the truth, uh, I mean, even Henrik Lundqvist has to be pulled every now and again. It's just sometimes you don't have it. Or sometimes you do have it and you just get outplayed by the other team. Or sometimes you have it and your team doesn't score for you. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. But we have full confidence in you. I have full confidence in you. And uh, I understand where you're coming from. And I, I hear you loud and clear. But we love you. You're a great man. You're a great goalie. So you'll be just fine. Just You'll bounce back. And all we need to do is step up our game and give you a better chance to do your job better yeah, right. or at and, least help you. And uh, just since I, I forgot to mention him and I don't want to slide anybody, I would be remiss if I were not to mention that for the first couple games this weekend, Brad's team also, or I should say Mike's team, since he was the goalie, and, you know, got to give him the respect, had uh, a new player, Al, who, who came out. So, um, you know, him too. So I just, sorry, Al. I, I forgot. I, I was too busy you. feeling sorry for myself. I, I <laughs> forgot to mention you. And please, everybody out there, send the love to Mr. Gary Max, sir, and come out and root for him, too, next time we play, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need, <laughs> I need my own cheering squad. That, that's all right. Anyway, enough, enough of my whining. Let's, uh, let's just wrap this thing up. Last minute remaining in the podcast. And we would, of course, like to thank you, the listener, for sitting through another Hit the Deck podcast. I hope I didn't bring you down too much. I hope you did get some enjoyment out of it. Thank you one more time to Jason and Rob for coming on and being part of our little shindig here. Thank you, of course, to Anthony Sejazi for music. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Yeah, like you for sound effects. Uh, I would encourage you to contact us. Please give us any of your thoughts uh, at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. 
Thank you for subscribing to those of you who have. And if you have not, please consider doing so on iTunes or Stitcher or any number of other places where podcasts are distributed. Uh, I haven't mentioned this in a while, and I will do so now. Stitcher has its own app in the uh, iOS app store. So if you would like to listen, I believe it's also on Android. So if you would like to listen that way, Stitcher has a whole bunch of quality podcasts, not just this one. So please feel free to download that for your listening enjoyment. I could mention Instagram and Facebook and all those other stuff, but honestly, you're probably tired of hearing about it. James, anything to add? Uh, just one more thing for the fans to check out is uh, check out Mafo. We have links on our Facebook page and aforementioned Facebook page and Twitter page too. It's a great league. If you're looking to join a league, I highly recommend it. Gary and I hi- highly recommend that. And we also highly recommend the LIQ. So, uh, Brad has done a great job with the website there, so go check that out. If you want to come out and join, you're more than welcome to. And we love you, Mr. Gary Max, sir. So catch you on the uh, next episode. Yeah, all right. Thank you, James. Thanks for picking me up there. And finally, just a brief reminder, if you do find yourself in a pitiable situation like myself and you're feeling sorry for yourself, I'd encourage you to remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I can't think anymore. My words have left me. Is this what turning 36 does to you? It just keeps getting worse. I've lost many a brain cell over the last few years. Sad, really.